It's season three of Ing Podcast, a production of Meno Media's Leader Magazine. What does it mean to authentically follow Jesus? I think people really dug into the Old Testament passage and tried to think, what is the relevance of this for us now? Sometimes very similar responses among us, but then also sometimes very, very different. Seems to fall really well into the tradition of group Bible study that was the beginning of Anabaptic groups. Join us as we talk with people of faith who are creatively thinking, growing, and being. People who are reimagining and exploring what it means to enrich faith in a complex world. Our conversation begins now. Join us as we journey together. Hello again, friends. Welcome back to Ing Podcast. I'm excited today to your journey with the Anabaptism at 500 Project. I'm joined by three folks who are a part of the uh, Bible study groups that are contributing to our Anabaptist Community Bible. I'm joined today by Danny, Hugh, and Lisa, and they'll introduce themselves in just a few minutes. I'm also joined by Molly Mua, who has been our co-host during this uh, Ing podcast mini-series. It's really good to be with this group and to learn more about what it's like to be on the the front line of creating this Anabaptist Community Bible. Uh, Danny, Lisa, and Hugh, thanks for being here with us. I'm wondering if you would introduce yourselves for those who don't know you. I'm Danny Armenfelder. I uh, live in South Bend, Indiana, um, and uh, I am active in multiple congregations. Um, the first is um, Kern Road Mennonite Church here in South Bend, uh, and second is Southside Fellowship that meets at AMBS in Elkhart, and um, then I'm also active in the Lord Episcopal Cathedral, the Cathedral of St. James, um, and I had the pleasure of um, being a part of the uh, Bible study group at Kern Road Mennonite Church. I'm Lisa Krieg uh, from Lidditz, Pennsylvania, belong to the Lidditz Church of the Brethren, and we have a small group that is engaged in this project, which is very interesting. And I'm Hugh Lawrence. We live in the east end of Toronto in Ontario, Canada. I attend Rouge Valley Mennonite Church in southeast Markham. And just full disclosure, I grew up in, uh, in that part of southern Ontario. Mm-hmm. So Hugh and I, uh, although we haven't really spoken in about 20 years, uh, we have some, <laughs> some deep-rootedness in the same area. Well, thank you to the three of you for being here. And I would also be interested to hear a little bit more about your congregation or your Bible stu- your Bible study group that participated. And then just if you could share a little bit about um, why you decided to do a Bible study and participate in the Anabaptist Community Bible Project. We had a pre-existing um, fellowship group um, of young adults at Kern Road Mennonite Church. Um, anywhere around 10, I would say, maybe per Sunday. Um, uh, more than that total, but about 10 per Sunday. Um, and uh, we saw in the Anabaptist world um, the story about uh, the Anabaptist Bible Project and saw um, John Roth there, who was a professor who I had at Dershon College, I had a history course with him and uh, loved the class. So uh, we decided we wanted to participate and so uh, mentioned it to the congregation. Um, a couple of times, other folks joined us too, um, which was really nice. Um, and 
yeah, that was that was that. We we did the project, and um, we're actually still uh, discussing the Bible together. Now we're going through the Gospel according to Matthew, um, just because we we really liked discussing Scripture together. My congregation is um, mainly older people. We have a few young people, but mostly we're older. And um, I started this group because I was kind of nudged by somebody else who <laughs> was interested, had read about this, and um, wanted to be part of it. And so I ended up being um, the one who got more people and, and, hmm. and started leading the group. But we have six people. It's not a previously organized Bible study group or anything. It was just we're just gathering for this purpose. And uh, it's been very a uh, good way to learn to know some others in the congregation that I didn't know before, but also to um, see different views on the same scriptures, even though we're all mm. Anabaptists or, you know, <laughs> brethren. <laughs> and, uh, and so that's part of the interesting thing about it. We were a little surprised about the texts that we got assigned. So I think we started with the hardest one first. Uh, and But now that I look at the one we're going to do next, I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, it, it's very interesting. And I, I like that it's um, a Bible study of people because it seems to fall really well into the tradition of group Bible study mm. that was the beginning of uh, the Church of the Brethren and, you know, other Anabaptist yeah. groups. Our group was a pre-existing Bible study group, and our pastor tapped me on the shoulder and said, do you think the folks would be interested in this project? So I brought it up, and they, they said, sure, let's give it a try. There were about 10 of us. Uh, on a regular basis, a few extra come and go, but mostly it's a, a core group about that size. And like Lisa, we were surprised somewhat by the passages we got, ending up with the first part of Numbers, which consists primarily of numbers. <laughs> and, and we were sort of puzzled. What are we going to say? Well, it turned out we had no problem. Uh, working through these texts, I had a lot of participation from the members of the group. And when we finished the first set, folks said, I wonder if we could do another one. <laughs> so uh, sure enough, uh, I got in touch with Molly and she said, oh, yeah, we'll send you another one. And so we're now beginning to work on our second one with good enthusiasm. I love the, the reflections that you all have provided that um, not only are you learning something about a scripture passage, but learning that there's some diversity even within the folks who call congregations uh, their home. Um, I remember talking to the folks who put together the Voices Together hymnal, and they're surprised to discover um, that heart songs are different for different people, um, even in the same congregation or even in the same area. Uh, we're all drawn in different ways to this tradition that we follow. And uh, I think you're illuminating something in the experience that you've had so far. 
I'd love to hear more about uh, the surprises that have happened along the way as you've uh, as you've started this endeavor. Um, what's been unexpected uh, as part of this journey? I think that the combination of how the same passage could elicit both uh, very sometimes very similar responses among us, but then also sometimes very, very different. It was, yeah, just very cool, I thought, how how these same passages could get such different responses. And also, like he was saying, how, so one of our uh, texts um, involved lots of lists, right? Um, and then just how much you can actually get from a list if you... Uh, read into it, um, look at commentaries sometimes too, and think about, um, well, what is this a list of? What is the context of this list? Um, it can actually be, be very fascinating to, to discuss. Us too, the, the surprises are just hearing each other's, um, what verses stood out from a passage to individuals, you know, some, some that didn't, really say much to me meant a lot more to someone else because of their own uh, life experience or, um, you know, history. The scripture becomes more alive because of the way that it has touched each, each of us in different ways and the questions that we live with. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I guess I was surprised at the different approaches to the passage. The, the two passages from the Old Testament, one of Psalms and this passage from Numbers, were approached somewhat differently than the New Testament passage. I think people really dug into the Old Testament passage and tried to think, what is the relevance of this for us now? And read it in a very open way. The New Testament passage, which was about the Annunciation uh, of Gabriel to Mary, tended to fall back a little bit into, oh, we've already learned this, I already know this, there's nothing more in it. Oh, interesting. Um, and we get the received Sunday school interpretations. And it's hard to shake that from familiar passages. Mm -hmm. But the willingness of people to, ex to explore and let the Bible change them uh, is very much there. It's just we need to be shaken a little bit out of those familiar understandings. Mm. Yeah, I think letting ourselves be, be shaken or I think... Um, yeah, I think that's just really interesting and really refreshing that even mm. um, for a new text that we never heard of or even a text that we've always heard, like there's always something new and refreshing that we can gain from each other. So that's always really, really great, really interesting to hear. The 500th anniversary of Anabaptism in 2025 gives the church a unique opportunity to celebrate and dream. Menno Media invites you to celebrate and dream with us as we embrace the hope and possibility created by this momentous anniversary. As our world continues to evolve and change, the church needs to increase our capacity to offer creative, imaginative resources that inspire people to commit to grow in Christian faith. 
Mano Media's vision is to lead the way in helping North American Anabaptist Christians experience spiritual renewal by creating fresh, forward-looking resources for Anabaptism's quincentenary celebration. Each resource will offer spiritual inspiration, connection, education, and invitation to the Anabaptist community and to the broader Christian church. To learn more about Anabaptism at 500 or how to add your voice to the first ever Anabaptist Community Bible, visit anabaptismat500.com. I think most of you have either completed, I know Hugh, you've already done one, and maybe it sounds like Lisa, you're you're in the midst of one, but um, as Bible study group uh, leaders, what are some things that you've learned as you've tried to facilitate a Bible study conversation? I know um, there are still right about 200 groups, and so there's still a lot of groups still yet to register and to start their Bible study. So maybe what are some some tips or things that you've kind of learned that you might offer to others as they start their Bible study group? Well, I found it a, a wonderful opportunity. Uh, a lot of Bible study involves, at least for us, involves people reading and bringing their reading. This was different. This was an opportunity Mm -hmm. for people to really think together about the Bible passage and come to some common understandings of it. And it wasn't that we all thought the same thing, by no means, but we were all able, in looking at the Bible passage, to put down a fairly concise response to that passage that seemed to gather up the key understandings that we had. Mm. And I found that really a wonderful process. And I think the people in the group found it a wonderful process, Mm. that ability to bring something together to the passage and, and come up with a result that was very satisfying. The format of the, the Bible study for this project uh, starts with a, an introductory um, session where you're not focused on a text, but you're focused, you're, you're asked to uh, reflect on your uh, experience with the Bible and, and, you know, Bible stories and, that was very helpful to begin with because I intentionally, uh, I knew everybody in the group, but I intentionally invited a few who I really did not know well at all. And and so it was very um, interesting to hear um, people's stories about their relationship with the Bible and with, and with God and, and how, how that has played in their lives. And and then um, I also find the, the five questions that you provided mm. to be very helpful <laughs> in kind of helping us to focus on the passage. And, and it's very helpful for me as a, a leader. I'm also playing the role of the scribe <laughs> mm. in, the, in the group. So it's very helpful to have those responses written um, and as well as what we discuss in the group, but also to have the, the 
written out responses to those questions is very helpful when when I'm typing up the notes. Yeah, those those things were very helpful to me. Mm-hmm. So you had your like the participants; they had written out their responses as well. Yes. Oh, okay. I, I didn't. I didn't know if they would. <laughs> I thought some <laughs> of them might not, but they all do. <laughs> so oh, that's really helpful. They're all into this, <laughs> and it's very helpful to me. <laughs> yeah, I would echo the five question framework to be very useful. Um, we yeah we liked it so much that. When we decided we wanted to do a more thorough study of one book, um, we're still using those five questions to guide our, our discussion. Um, it was just a very useful framework. Um, something else we did that I found useful um, was I did um, a lot of the organizational um, stuff, administrative stuff, and um, but we um, switched discussion leaders each week um, which works quite well for us too. Thank you for those responses. It's, it's so enlightening. And I think it will be for our listeners who are maybe on the fence or trying to figure out why they might be involved in this to hear some of that feedback. I remember, um, just a couple of weeks ago on Ing podcast talking with Amy Gingrich, the executive director for Minnow Media. And she reflected that a number of, uh, her friends have said, you know, I, I don't really know what to make of the Bible these days. I don't read it very much anymore. I, it kind of frightens me it's, uh, or it's something that I'm, I struggle with. And uh, to, to have people raise their hand and say, yes, I'm going to take on this, um, this challenge, this difficult work, I think is, is commendable and needed in a time where we do have some, some fatigue about the way that the Bible has been misused or abused or... Um, uh, or, or the ways it's overwhelmed us. Um, given that context, that uh, those challenges that you face, I'm curious, um, where have you seen hope in this process? What has excited you about uh, these conversations as you think about the future of the church? I think the very early Anabaptists, that milieu uh, is a lot like what we're going through right now, I think, in some ways. And, and Scripture is being as you said, misused, um, distorted to, mm. to um, support ideological positions or political positions. or And um, yeah. to get back to the Christocentric um, view of the Bible in the life of a person is, is very important. I think this um, Bible project is very important to give an Anabaptist um, view of things. And so for for us, I think it's really exciting that people, ordinary people, can gather around the Word and have uh, these discussions and um this project sounded daunting to me when when I first looked at it. I thought, oh, my. You know, but you give us small passages, <laughs> and, and that's, that's um, kind of, that's very uh, interesting. And to think about all these other groups that are out there discussing all the other passages and what will result is kind of exciting. I'm, I'm really anticipating this final project. <laughs> 
I, I like that, the, that, you know, the voices of ordinary people, as you said, are, are valued, right? It's not, we're not just saying um, biblical scholars come and tell us how to interpret this, but how do, how do our people interpret There are this? so yeah. many study Bibles already out there. Yeah, um, yeah. But, you know, a lot of them are from certain uh, theological positions and scholars and or celebrated or celebrity teachers or, mm-hmm. you know, so this is, this is unique. I think mm-hmm. it would be a good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For me, this goes back a long way, Ben. Um, we originally committed ourselves, my wife and I, to the Mennonite church as adults. We both came from different traditions and one of the reasons that we did that was because this was a group of people who were seriously trying to understand God's calling for them Mm. and trying to understand that partly through reading scripture, but also partly through working together at it. Mm. Yeah. And that's always been for both of us a key core to the faith and and the way church develops. And this was a wonderful example of that, that it wasn't just one person leading a Bible study. It wasn't somebody delivering the scholarship or theological positions of other people. It was a group of people working together to understand for themselves and for the group what God was saying. And I just found that tremendously hopeful that Mm. we're still doing that. Yes, the Bible is a bit daunting. It should be. It should be a challenge for us. It's not a comfortable book. Uh, It's not a book of pat, easy answers. It's a book of challenges that say, think more, puzzle this out, live it differently. Mm. And, and I thought our group really rose to that challenge. And I, that, that just was a tremendously positive experience for us. Mm. Mm. Yeah, my group had... Um, a lot of people who, uh, myself included, who have struggled with scripture and it was, including there's a, a person in our group who um, academically studies religious trauma. And mm, um, wow. that was really fantastic to have her there. Um, I think the Bible is a, a daunting collection and it's just nice to be able to say, um, it's okay to wrestle with it. It's okay to disagree with it. Um, that can be holy too. Like there, mm. uh, the the authors, the various authors who wrote the Bible didn't disagree with each other. Or didn't agree with each other all the time. They wrestled with each other. They wrestled with God, and there's truth in that wrestling. Um, and so we can be a part of that too. Mm. Molly, you mentioned uh, there's still room if people want to uh, join one of these groups or put a group together. Um, 
how do they get involved if they are interested in raising their hand to to take on this uh, courageous act? Yeah. So if you have um, a faith community that is interested in participating in the Anabaptist Community Bible Project, um, so similarly to Danny or Lisa and Hugh, if you have a current Sunday school group, or maybe if you want to get a new group together, um, you know, once you have your group, um, go to www.anabaptism at 500.com. Or you could just Google Anabaptism at 500 and our website will come up and you'll register your study group and then you'll get an email from me uh, with your Bible passages. And so we've divided up the Bible into 500 sections. So each group receives a New Testament text, an Old Testament text, as well as a Psalm or Proverbs text. And so we say, you know, you'll get three passages. We're suggesting um, that you meet for four times, so four sessions. Um, the first session is an introduction, and then the following sessions are on the passages. So uh, your old, your new, and then your Psalms or Proverbs session. And then we have uh, suggested uh, five prompts. So just kind of um, five questions to help you generate discussion. And so, yeah, three passages, four sessions, five prompts. And then as um, we've already mentioned, make sure you you also have a, a good note taker or a scribe. And, or you can have people, like Lisa suggested, write their notes in advance too. So, yeah, so uh, check out uh, Anabaptism at 500.com and um, register your group. And the last day to register, um, your group is April 1st, 2023. And then the last day to submit passages or your notes from the Bible studies is June 1st, 2023. Danny, Hugh, and Lisa, thank you so much for taking the time to share your stories with our audience. Thank you for participating in this significant project and for being a part of something um, that really does require some thoughtfulness and some courage. We really appreciate it. And, and friends, thank you for listening to this uh, mini-series highlighting this Anabaptism at 500 project. Molly and I will be back. We'll have more from this project in the coming weeks. Uh, stay tuned for that. Thanks. As always, we'd like to thank our guests and all who support Ing Podcast. Thank you for joining us on the journey. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us a review in your favorite podcasting app. And if you have something to share, send us a message at theing at menomedia.org or by leaving us a voicemail. Ing Podcast is hosted by Reverend Allison Moss and produced by me, Ben Weidman. Views and opinions expressed on Ing Podcast are those of our hosts and guests and may not represent that of Leader Magazine or Menno Media. Ing Podcast is a production of Menno Media, a nonprofit publisher that creates thoughtful Anabaptist resources to enrich faith in a complex world. To find out more, visit us online at menomedia.org. <laughs>